0: We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey.
1: All right, good day, everyone. Happy Saturday, and I hope that, like me, you're getting ready for some Sharks hockey and enjoying everything that the weekend has to offer. Before we go any further and look ahead at tonight's game against Pittsburgh, let's take a look at our standings in the National Hockey League. In the Pacific Division, the San Jose Sharks currently sit in fourth. Two points back of Los Angeles, four points back of Anaheim, and seven points back of Las Vegas. Or excuse me, Vegas. They don't use the loss. Uh, A couple of points back of them, or just one point of them, is Calgary. And then three points back of the Sharks is Edmonton. And then six points back is Vancouver. And 17 points back is Seattle. So the San Jose Sharks, as I've said many, many times, you really have to look at seventh Through second, that's where everybody's bundled in, and the outlier is pretty much Seattle because even Vegas isn't that far out in space right now. If we take a look at the wild card standings for the Western Conference, the San Jose Sharks still in a good position, second in the wild card. That means they're occupying a spot right now. To me, that's huge. You look at them again having a little space of Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Dallas, Vancouver. Chicago, Seattle, and only a few points back, five in total of Minnesota. Not a bad place for the San Jose Sharks to be, especially considering how so many people expected them to be, well, not a good team this year, not into this conversation, as we are 38 games in. Yes, they do have significantly more games played than Minnesota, Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Dallas. However, you can only do what you've done. If your schedule allows you to play four more games in the opposition, okay, Sharks have a 539 winning percentage. By winning percentage, they would be in seventh right now, but I don't really see it that way. I look at the points on the table, and that's all I'm going with. So for the San Jose Sharks, they're doing things slightly better than I expected, honestly, and a lot better than a lot of people expected. And that's something that I still kind of look at time and time again, is that when people talked about California hockey... The teams that currently occupy the 2, 3, and 4 spots in the Pacific Division, Anaheim, LA, and SJ, these were the teams that many people thought would be occupying 6, 7, and 8. So for the time being, California hockey, including your San Jose Sharks, outperforming what many people thought they would be. For the San Jose Sharks, they're coming off of a a frustrating performance. I'm not going to call that a bad performance in any way, shape, or form, against the Pens the other night, or excuse me, against the Rangers the other night. And I would imagine that if they put that performance out there against the Pens today, they're gonna to walk away with 10 points. And you say, Ted, what are you basing that off of? I am basing it off of the Sharks falling behind six to one in Pittsburgh against the Penguins, fighting their way back into that game to make it six five, and losing even though they still scored five goals on the road and came back from a large deficit. That, to me, should give you hope of what the Sharks can do today. Because if they do play their style of hockey, if they do play what they're capable of doing and not just absolutely get blown up in the first few minutes of the game, then you give yourself a chance. I mean, it's something we've talked about the Sharks time and time again this year. It's the idea of giving themselves a chance. Don't get blown out early. Don't fall behind big. Don't give up that first goal don't open up too early. Keep your style of game going, and the Sharks can compete with just about anybody. And I honestly think that even that game the other night against the Rangers, Rangers are a very good team. Sharks, if they would had a little bit um, you know, better luck, and I'm not a big proponent of luck, but let's just say they sip one, slip one past Jesterkin earlier in that game, and that could change the entire dynamic. You know, Hill gave up two goals. Anytime your goalie only gives up two goals, you should be able to walk away with at least one point in that game. They gave up an empty netter to make it a 3-0 loss, but the Sharks' offense was not bad the other night either. I thought that Shosturkin had some fantastic performances and was able to make the big stops and was able to keep the Sharks out of the back of the net. And Sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due. And if that's where it is for the Sharks in that game, then that's how it is. You can't win them all. The Sharks had just won three in a row before that, and if you tell me that they had won... Three out of their last four, I'm not going to be complaining about that. Yeah, it was preceded by a couple of losses, but overall, the Sharks are around a 500 team and they've proven themselves to be slightly better than 500 at this point of the year. And that's exactly what you want to keep seeing from the San Jose Sharks. You want to see them continue to trend in the right direction where they're overall better from one week to the next. And I feel like that's the Sharks team that we're watching. I know you can point to those performances in Detroit and in Pittsburgh and say, well, then how is that any better than what they were? Yeah, listen, they were coming back off a break. The schedule had been weird. They went out on the road after playing two games at home, one of which against Arizona was relatively ugly. And, you know, then they had a nice win against Philadelphia before going out on the road. It's weird, okay? Hockey in 2021 is weird. But I think, again, the grand scheme of what we're seeing from the Sharks is a team that's better from one week to the next. That said, the offense needs to step it up. And I'm watching Brent Burns lately, and I'm seeing hesitation come creeping into his game. I'm watching him have hesitance when he's shooting. And I have talked to Drew Remendo about this so many times. You've just got to get pucks on the net if you're Brent Burns. He makes things happen time and time again. He makes things happen when he gets the puck to the net. Put the puck in the dirty spaces. Create chaos. See what will happen. You don't have to make the prettiest possessions. You don't have to make things look amazing. But I need Brent Burns to be that guy who gets the puck to the net. I can't have him being hesitant. I thought that Eric Carlson played a good game the other night. I thought that Eric Carlson probably could have been rewarded with more than what happened out of that game, but I liked the fact that he was very, very angry after the game. Eric Carlson was about as pissed off after that game on Thursday night as I have seen him all year long, and I think a pissed off Eric Carlson is a good thing because pissed off Eric Carlson often leads to a high-caliber performance on the ice, which leads to a happy Eric Carlson In the next post game. And I'm looking for Eric Carlson. Just as I was looking for him to have a big game the other night, I'm looking for him to have a big game tonight because I feel it's in there and I feel that he could have been rewarded with more points than the zero the entirety of the Sharks were saddled with the other night in that game. And I think that's what you want to see. You'd rather have efforts go unrewarded than the effort not be there for the Sharks. And I think if you play that style of defense first hockey, You're going to win more games than you lose, and you're going to put yourself in a position to win a lot of games of hockey. And that, again, is what I'm wanting to see from the Sharks. Did your goalie give you a chance to win? Yes. Did your defense give you a chance to win? Yes. Did your offense take advantage of those situations? The answer right now is no. And it has consistently been no for the San Jose Sharks, and you look no further than the power play. The power play, just as it was last year, is problematic this year. And I don't know how to solve that issue as of yet. My mind is not great enough to figure out what the Sharks can do to make that puck go to the back of the net, because I feel like sometimes they're creating, they're being denied. The one thing that I've seen with the Sharks this year, and I would hope that they figure out some way of rectifying it, is taking away the hesitancy, taking away a little bit of that. They nibble a little bit. You can't nibble and be successful. I am one of those people that believes sports rewards aggression and you have got to be as aggressive as you can be at all times and if you do that you might walk away with a goal and if that means that just getting a puck on the net just just get it there create chaos charge the net go at guys make the defense make a play it's one of the most simple things that i've learned in my time with professional athletes from all sports you know i've hung out with guys in hockey soccer football basketball baseball The one thing they keep on saying with regards to team sports is that if you want to win in team sports, you have to make the opposition answer the questions you're asking of them. See whether or not they can stop that shot. See whether or not they can break up that pass. See whether or not you can handle them overloading on one side. Because eventually, a team will have a breakdown, and you have to see if you're in an opportunity to take advantage of that. And I think that's, that's what the Sharks have not been able to do on that power play because of that hesitation. They're not creating enough good opportunities. They're not creating enough chaos. They're not. There doesn't seem to be a true. It's not that there's not an idea of what they're trying to do on the power play, but it just seems like everybody is a little bit hesitant to be the one to do it. And that's something that has to change immediately if the Sharks want to have success on the power play. Because, listen, I understand what the history this year tells us. I understand what the history of last year tells us. But you can still rectify these issues. You can figure something out and you can put yourself in a better position to score goals, get points, and move forward in the standings. If the Sharks had a better power play, they'd probably have a couple more wins, maybe three, maybe four. I I don't really know. But if their power play was more up to snuff, they'd have more wins, they'd be in a better standing, and they'd be able to be a bigger part of that playoff conversation right now. After the game the other night, Eric Carlson did talk about the issues with the power play.
0: Oh, I think we, uh, I mean, it's a million-dollar question, right? Uh, you have to execute. You have to be patient and you have to make the right play at the right time and take the right shot at the right time. And uh, We don't do that right now.
1: But again, when I go back to everything we saw from the Sharks the other night, it was not a bad performance. They just didn't walk away with the win. Sometimes you can do a lot of things right and maybe not do everything right, but you do enough right to where you feel you should be rewarded more than what you got. That was not the case for the Sharks the other night, but Bob Bugner did appreciate what he saw from his team.
0: Yeah, that's the message. I think, uh, uh, you know, we've come off an east coast trip there and we play a lot of hockey and uh, uh tomorrow will be a day off I think they need that rest mentally and physically but uh um yeah agreed I think that's uh, you know we we did a lot of great things I think after the second I had the chances 9-8 us or 9-7 us I think um I thought defensively we played a pretty good game when we tried to open it up and create offense obviously that's when we gave up some chances the other way a little bit but uh you know, we stuck to our game plan. We played hard. It's a pretty talented team over there. They got a few, uh, few, you know, uh, offensive weapons, and, and their big guys scored tonight. And we just, uh, we had one of those nights where we generated enough, but, uh, um, you know, we couldn't find couldn't find the answer out of your circuit.
1: Now, one of the things that I do want to come back to is the continued high-level play that we've seen from Aiden Hill. He played the last period of that game uh, two Tuesdays ago in Detroit. After coming off the COVID list, Bob Bugner said he wanted him to be Essentially the player they knew he was capable of being. They wanted him to recapture or reestablish his game. In my opinion, that's exactly what Aiden Hill has done. This is what Bob Bugner had to say.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, we've asked him to uh um you know, we've asked him to give us a chance to win every night and uh, I think he's done that. You can tell he's battling hard in the in the net. I think he's uh you know, he looks poised, he looks calm, and, uh, um, you know, and he's definitely given us a chance every night to, you know, be nice to produce a little more offense for him. I mean, even in the, uh, you know, the Philly game, uh, uh, we were late late to the party before Tommy Hurdle went off. In Detroit, same thing, you know, um, you know, scraping by having a fine one in overtime, only scoring one or two. And, you know, I've said it for a long time. I, it, that's the margin for error when you're not scoring or, you know, you're not, uh, you know, your offense, your offense isn't natural. Um unless two or three your big boys go off, I think it's the margin per error. Is so slim. And, and you can see that again here tonight.
1: The other guy that had an incredible performance the other night was Timo Meyer. I thought he played simply spectacularly. He had an incredible game. It's just that he wasn't rewarded with any points. And that's part of the frustration with the Sharks right now is that, you know, when you don't have everything go your way, it seems like they don't have enough offensive depth to make up for it. And that, I mean, as a macro micro view of the shark season however you want to look at it in individual games they haven't had enough offense in many many games they haven't had enough offense and so that's why you look at a performance like Timo Meyer the other night and you think well if somebody else could have been able to find the back of the net or if somebody else you know I understand that's how that conversation goes right you just don't know who's going to step up on any given night if your big guys don't do it And Bob Bugner alluded to the fact that, you know, you would hope your big guys could have a good night. And if they don't go off, then somebody else has got to do it. And enough times the Sharks have had those performances from their top line players to give them a chance to win. But, you know, if if Hill is getting it done, if Timo is having an impressive game to where it impacts the guys around him, you know, you feel like you should be able to walk away with more than zero points out of that game, which is... Wow, it went for the Sharks. But I, I do think, you know, the game under the belt for Balser getting him back out there and getting him back at, you know, the level that we are and all know where he's capable of playing at. I mean, it goes a long way. This is going to help the Sharks get back to where they want to be. And I know that they're not going to be truly back at full strength till whenever LeBanc comes back. But you're getting closer and closer to the team you think you could be. And they've gotten through the COVID. They've gotten through some injuries. And I, I feel like the Sharks are close to coming out clean on the other side of a lot of difficulty compared to other teams in the NHL that have been through some other... I mean, listen, every team has got to go through whatever they've got to go through this year. This is a unique season. This is a unique moment in the history of the NHL. I'm not trying to deny that in the slightest. But I have a view, and I'm not trying to just look at this through teal-tinted glasses, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And you would hope that now that the Sharks are maybe getting on the other side of the COVID thing and dealing with injuries and getting guys back and healthy... You would hope that they can rattle off some wins. You would hope that they can get some revenge for what Pittsburgh did to them the other night. Because Pittsburgh, you know, that that was about two weeks ago. And Pittsburgh played a good game. I will readily admit it. But Pittsburgh also, in addition to having an unbelievably good start, had an unbelievably poor close until near the end of the game when they get a power play goal and then an empty netter. You go up 6-1, and suddenly it's 6-5 with a good amount of time left in the third. That tells me that Pittsburgh is relatively vulnerable. Yes, I know they are getting better as they get deeper into the year, but I think that argument can be made about the Sharks as well. But you need more depth, and that's where you look at a guy like Dallin. And by the way, are we saying Dallin all the way across the board now? I, I feel like that's come back into vogue for what we're going to refer to that last name. So Dalin, Dallin, however we want to say it. He's a guy who needs to find the back of the net because he's creating opportunities. He's making things happen. He's just not scoring. And I think you can say that about Neitz. I think you can say that about Gregor. I think you can say that about a number of guys on the Sharks right now. And they've run into some good goalies and they've run into some good teams. And you have to figure that the pendulum will swing in the other direction and that they are getting shut down by some good goalies and they are not finding the net maybe as often as they should. But you look at chance creation, you look at them outworking the opposition, you look at them doing some good things, you feel like that offense is eventually going to happen. You feel like that offense is eventually going to give you more of a chance to get more goals, and you know, obviously you just have to wait and see exactly what happens. But I don't think that these offensive woes will do in the Sharks when all is said and done. I think they have a good, smart coaching staff, and I think they have the talent on the team to improve it. Now, you need guys to play better and find the back of the net more. But I do think they have the tools at their disposal to correct the problem and fix the issues and turn themselves into a better team. And that's what you want to be every single year. You want to give yourself a chance to be a better team with each passing week, which the Sharks have been doing. But what is the thing they've run into while playing really good defense the last couple of weeks? They've played some really subpar offense. They've not been able to do enough with the puck. Okay. So that means they've been very good, only given up two goals with a goalie in net for the last four games other than the empty netter that they gave up the other night. You can add to that. Can you make your offense just a little bit better? And I think that if you make the simple passes, if you avoid the mistakes, the answer there inevitably, and maybe even invariably, is going to be yes. Let's walk it back a little bit on Pittsburgh. Since they played the Sharks, an 8-5 win for them, they beat the Blues, they beat the Flyers, they lost to Dallas, they beat the Ducks, then they lost to the Kings. It was a rare blowout loss for them. They lost 6-2 in that game. Now, until they did lose that game to Dallas, they were in the midst of a 10-game winning streak from before the holiday break to the point at which they beat the Flyers for their third straight win after the break. They beat the Sharks, they beat the Blues, then they beat the Flyers, then they lost to the Stars, which snapped their slide. Then they beat the Ducks and then lost to the Kings, and then they have tonight the final game of their tour through California. But maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins were very very hot and the sharks played them at the very very worst time for them right now the pens sit at fourth in the metro 36 games played 21 wins 10 losses five overtime losses 47 points on the board uh four points back of washington five back of the rangers and five back of carolina so this is a good team no doubt about it they're not great they're not terrible but they are firmly in the good category and right now slightly better than the sharks in terms of the standings. But I like to see these challenges for the Sharks, and I like to see them compare themselves not just against the teams in their own conference and in their own division, but of course, you know, from the guys on the other side of the country. I think Bob Bugner's been very good at pushing the right buttons this year, and I would hope that he's pushing the button of wanting to make up or get revenge for what happened to this team a couple of Sundays ago when they were in Pittsburgh and they embarrassed the Sharks. That was a very, very negative day for the San Jose Sharks. Yes. It was a little bit covered up, a little bit of a band-aid was put over it because they were able to fight their way back into that game and make it 6-5, which made it feel kind of morally like a victory that they were able to make it competitive. But no, you go down 6-1 in the first period, that should sting that should be something that you want to make up for that you want to make good for that you need to put yourself in a better position overall and i would i would hope that that's where the sharks are that that's how they're looking at this performance and thinking to themselves all right we need to make up for what they did to us not too long ago because that's not who we are there were a couple factors in that game they flew across the country they had to play at 10 o'clock in the morning i'm aware of all of those let's move on they are legitimate circumstances i agree but you know what you got to play the games as they appear on your schedule And you got to give yourself a fighting chance Since those games against Pittsburgh and Detroit, the Sharks have been a much, much better team. And even the one loss they've experienced since that point has been, well, relatively encouraging. You would hope that the micro trends of what we've seen with the Sharks in the last four games, where they've won three out of four and they've played very good defense, you would hope that that would continue tonight against a Pittsburgh team who is a bit more potent than all the teams they've played recently, except for the Rangers. But again, these are the teams you're comparing yourself to. How do you stack up against the Rangers? How do you stack up against Pittsburgh? How are you going to stack up on Monday when you take on a Kings team that you haven't seen all year and you're trying to rein in in the standings? That one's going to be a 1 o'clock start. That's going to be a little bit of a weird day for the Sharks. Are they going to be able to respond? Are they going to have their bodies in a way to have a better performance than the last couple of games they've had at those times? Granted, it was 10 a.m. to their bodies west coast, but they were still 1 o'clock starts the game in Boston, and the game in Pittsburgh. So, we'll a lot to find out tonight with the San Jose Sharks. be we'll Revenge. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.